podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, here we go. It's the Combine Podcast. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another Copy Podcast. I'm Mick, joined just by just by Matthew today. So we're um, trialing our sexy back, sexy little template out again. Um, now we've already got people in. Bloody late again. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Kev. Yeah, and Dave, David, he's he is, He's just said he's um, he's just sent us a few pictures in the WhatsApp group there. And he's just trimming the sides, so um, that's why we're late. Sorry, fellas. But uh, yeah, but we're, we're going to have a little chat about tomorrow's game against Fulham. Unfortunately, at our home as well. But um, <laughs> before we before we crack on with all that stuff, we're going to do our usual thing that we're going to start doing every before every game is our two minute bottle question just to kind of warm us up. And the question is from Niall Kelleher. I don't know if it's any relation to Quivine. I'll have to ask him about that one. But um, he's asked us for our best ever goal. But I thought we thought, let's try and keep it non-Liverpool. Otherwise, we'll be here for about 40 minutes just discussing that alone. So over to you, Matt. Uh, what What's the best ever non-LFC goal you've ever seen? Um. Well, it's definitely not the best ever, but it meant a lot to me because I'm also a Bilbao fan. Um, at the start of last season, uh, they played Barca in the opening game of La Liga. Um, and it was like the 91st minute, it was nil-nil. And all of a sudden, this 37-year-old striker with a knee problem, Aduri, comes on and just overhead kicks it past Ter Stegen. It was just like, whoa. Don't expect a 37-year-old with knee problems to be able to do that, but whoa, what goal. What you? Um, well, we were just we've just been discussing for about probably ten minutes th- this alone. So um, I'm gonna go. For, I'm just gonna actually let's go. Paul, afternoon, mate. We've got Dave in as well, and we've got Zane. Cheers for jumping on, guys. Uh, mine's gonna be. Uh, I've got a few because the kind of Arsenal related. I don't know just because back in the day Arsenal had absolutely quality, but yeah. <clears throat> Henry's against United back in 2000 with the little flick and volley against Barthez, just unbelievable. And the other ones probably. Camp against Argentina in 1998 when he was playing for Holland, which was just another one where just just I love a bit of technique before a before a goal and and those two are just pure filth. Um, so are you going to go sticking with your one as the best you've ever seen? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm a big fan of build up play, so uh, sticking with the Arsenal theme, I like Wilshire's goal against uh, Norwich, where him and Giroud were just playing street football with the Norwich defenders. And then all of a sudden he had it one on one and he just slots it away. Uh, I also like Xavi's goal against Madrid, where Iniesta plays him through. He sort of miscontrols it, bobbles all over the place, and he just chips Casillas. That's that was like I just don't like Madrid, so that that's always nice. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Aluri because it meant a bit more to me. And he's 37 doing an overhead kick. That's obscene. Yeah, that is obscene. That is. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's just came in here with a shout, Gaza, you're, Gaza, you're 96. Oh, that, that is kind of a, another goal that I like to flick over. Um, was it Colin? Was it Colin Hendry? Flicked it over his head with his right foot and then left foot volley. Fucking hell, what a but goal. I don't think my parents even thought about having me in Euro 96. <laughs> <laughs> you were a distant memory. Distant yeah. memory. But uh, we've just, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there because we can do that for fucking all day. We've got a few more... Um, Let's get let's get straight into the Fulham game because um got loads of good comments here. Ben's came in saying, Oh fucking hell, shit this. We've got a fucking hell. Anyone looking forward to tomorrow's game? Um and then Dave's came in, we've got to be Fulham tomorrow, no excuses. Um 
Liverpool play tomorrow, mate? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ben must have said the wrong thing. Yeah, Matt, what? We haven't won at home in seven league games now since 16th of December. So we're getting on to getting on to three months without a win at home. Our last one was, like I said, 16th December against Spurs. Lost our last five and then drew the two before that. That's, that's surely... It's going to end sooner or later, isn't it? But is tomorrow going to be that day, do you reckon? Um, I want it to be, but... I mean, Fulham are just going to come and follow the template of sitting back and, and hitting us on the counter. And unless the front three or front four of Yota starts, um, if, unless they start scoring, then unfortunately I can't see us winning because we're creating a lot. But what I've noticed with the, at least when we're creating chances, but then the final ball is lacking. It's just, it's not happening for us. We're getting to the penalty area with success. And then from there onwards, it's like they just forget how to play football. Um, so unless they can figure that out, then I'm, I'm not all that confident. Um, I'd like to be, <laughs> you know, the, uh, this is last season that I'm saying, yeah, we're going to win 4-0, 5-0, no problems. Um, but the way things are going, um, I'm not sure. I think we just need a lucky, a bubble, <laughs> just a, a deflected goal or something, just <laughs> something that you look at and you go, oh, well, that's a bit harsh on Fulham but to do us some good. Um, and then maybe, and I think the key is not conceding first, because if we concede first, then you know full well they're going to have every single player behind the ball. And it's hard enough to break a team down when they're coming at us, let alone when everyone is in the box. Yeah, and I think that was the case, wasn't it, in the last game? I think it, obviously at Craven Cottage back in December as well, where they scored a belter goal. Was it um, Dechord over Reed? Yeah. And then we ended up getting, at, um, I think it was a Salah penalty towards the end of the game. So we can't afford to concede again first, especially when you look at Fulham's form, like the last five, they've uh, won two, drawn three, and I've, wa- I've watched them quite a lot recently, and they do seem to be getting a lot better under Scott Parker, so um, I mean, he was highly written off, wasn't he, at the beginning for just them being absolutely shit, to be honest, but they've started to kind of get a rhythm, and I mean, they've got a load of lone players, that doesn't happen overnight, but they've seemed to start to click recently, so um, yeah, I mean, let's have a look through the comments here, we've got um, Zane I feel like Hotter will get two. Salah and Mane won each and we'll go on a win and run. I fucking hope so. I hope so. Um, David said Hotter needs a full 90 minutes. What do you think on that, Matt? Do you think think he will... I think he's got to start, especially after coming off the last game. And especially that we're not winning any games. I think we need people in the team who are going to be... You can take half chances and put the ball in the back of the net, don't we? Definitely, especially the way we've been playing. My my fear is... um that he's not ready for 90 minutes because you don't want... We've been saying since he got injured that we need Yotta to come back um, because if <laughs> we're hopeless without him. Or at least that's the excuse that we've been saying. But at the same time, we are like bereft of ideas going forward. So why not throw him in? Klopp's not the kind of guy to introduce a player as a substitute if he's not ready. So I'm going to take that, his little cameo against Chelsea as a sign that, okay, just get your feet back on the pitch and now next game we're going to going to let you loose. Um, I'll be scared um, that he's going to crop up with an injury again. But, I mean, if he gets us winning, then I think it's worth the risk. Something has to change. Um, and maybe him starting is that change. Yeah, and it just feeds in nicely to what Kev just said there. Um, who, do you, who do you drop if Hotter starts? So that is a good question, to be honest, because a lot of shift flying Sadio Mane's way uh, lately, which... 
is I don't know. It's it's harsh because he doesn't really have a dips in form, does he? Like he, he he's prone to missing chances. Like I watched like a so I was reminiscing last night. So I thought I watched like the road to the uh, Champions League final when we you know we beat Spurs and the amount of chances like Mane miss, missed just in those games alone. I was like fucking hell. But when you create like we like we've said on previous pods. We used to create loads, so those chances didn't really have that much of an effect because we'd end up scoring at least two or three anyway, regardless. But if you're not on song and you're not on form, like Mane and um, Bobby are just dropping in and out of form a bit, a bit too easy. I mean, even Salah's like running his ass off, but he he does tend to score, and obviously, he's still t- I think he's still top Premier League goal scorer, isn't he? But um, would you? I don't think you can drop. I don't think Mane is is droppable because I think even Mane at sixty percent is better than you need him on the pitch just to be, just in case it's the game where he he fires into life and scores and then he he gets a couple. You know, do you know what I mean? We can't. He can't. Yeah. He, he's droppable. He should be droppable because but because we haven't got the squad depth. I don't think he is in in a way. What do you think about that? See, I've been toying with this for a while because um, well, since Yota made his comeback. Um, and originally, I was thinking, you know, we drop Jones, switch to a four-two-three-one, and have the front four playing, as it were. Um, but then, I'm if I was in charge, I would if I had to drop one of the front three, I'd drop Mane, but not because he's not playing well, just more for a psychological effect on Fulham, because they are going to sit back. I mean, that, that's what we're all expecting, right? So imagine. 60 minutes into a game, 70 minutes into a game, it's still nil-nil and Fulham are thinking, oh, we've done pretty well here. And then you have the ability to bring on a fresh Sadio Mane as opposed to take off Mane and bring on a Shaq. Then then you could have that advantage over Fulham. Whereas if you start the four of them and it's still nil-nil, the player you're bringing on is a downgrade. So I don't, I wouldn't bench him because he's been shit. I'd bench him to give us a plan B. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good point, mate. Actually, yeah. I mean, it's it. it that's what I mean. It's 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 a difficult one because, like you said, Hot is not going to play ninety, is he? Let's be honest. Like, it's not. I think he played. What did he get? What did he get in the last game? About fifteen or something or twenty? Was it? I can't even remember. Now. Yeah. So he's he's got at least he's got that on the locker. Um. So um, we'll we'll move back onto that in a bit. But we've got a few comments here. Let's just go through these through these. Uh, rivalry aside, hello, fellas. How you doing? Hot of the slaughter scores tomorrow. Um, and I just wanted to get on to a comment from the very lovely Moxon. What is a Moxon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know he's injured, but can we talk about Kabak? Obviously tough to adapt to a new league, especially with so much upheaval. But at the moment, for me, he's not justifying the 18 million feet in the summer. I mean, he's he's not going to play obviously tomorrow because he's injured we don't know how long that he's going to be out for it wasn't a surprise that we found out that he was injured but um what what do you make of your your lookalike math uh, yeah. um it's a tough league um especially when i suppose you are not a native speaker um and on top of that you're in a position where you have to be vocal I mean, you're the, you're the last line of defence. Um, he's playing with players he's never played before. He's probably being... I know Nat Phillips has played really well. Um, and I do think he's being out, um, outperformed by Nat Phillips. But he's 20, he's a kid. Um, he is a kid. Um, 
and he's been brought in and now everyone's looking at him like he has to be the solution and he needs a bit of time. We saw his potential against Leipzig um, and he played very well. And I wouldn't say he's played horribly um, against the, the teams in the Premier League. He's just needed time to adapt. Like He had a very shaky start against Everton, but I feel he grew into the game. Um, and then he got a bit better, got a bit better, got a bit better. Um, and in the current market, I'd definitely say he's worth the 18 million. <laughs> uh, 18 million doesn't buy you piss all nowadays. So look, he's definitely got a lot of potential. Um, again, the promising signs of how, he, how easily he handled Leipzig were great and how he grew into Everton was great. But like I said, he's a kid. He's going to need time. And I don't think we should be getting on his case just yet. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you, usually if we'd sign someone like that, we'd have the usuals in place like Van Dijk and Gomez and Matip and then they'd have to, the younger Kabak would have to then try and force his way into plans and if he did come in, it would be alongside one of those three and we know that how good those three are, especially if you played alongside Van Dijk, anyone could look good alongside Van Dijk. He gives you that air, like air of confidence and anything's possible. Like You know that if you've got him next to you, there's no, there's no worries because he can bail you out of almost any situation. He's like a cheat code. So I mean, him having to come in and do it on his, not not on his own, but kind of a lot of pressure being thrown on his shoulders. I mean, he has got good pedigree playing in good leagues and whatever, but it's difficult to judge him too soon because it's yeah. we're going through a shit period. Like even the likes of like Thiago's getting a load of grief, isn't he? Mane is. There's there's a lot of players getting a load of shit for, and quite rightly because we've we're not winning games and we're not. We're not reacting to the to the problems that are coming up. We're, we're facing, which is what we're usually so good at. We're usually so good at a team poses a problem. We go right. We know how to work around this. There's several ways to do it. We're going to do it this way, and then we'll, we'll find the right way, the right route eventually to beat that team. Whereas now we're just devoid of any of that because yeah. we haven't got the, the players. Which is it's it's difficult to watch at times. And I mean, I'm hoping tomorrow can be kind of like a little bit of a kick up the arse to say let's fucking start winning some games and getting back into it. As well for the lad, it's a completely different system to what he's used to. He's coming to a Liverpool side that's got a very high line, which I don't know why we're still playing this fucking high line because we haven't got the defenders for it, but he's playing in a very high line against a team that usually has a lot of possession and presses high. And he's come from a team that has a low block and is just trying to keep people out and now he's being asked to, to play make from the back. And we saw his passing range against Chelsea a bit. I was quite impressed with some of the balls that he played. Um, but it's just a completely different prospect to what he's been used to for the last two or three years. Um, it needs adapt. You have to, you have to adapt it. Look, Thiago's struggling. Yes, he's struggling because he hasn't got the players around him that he was supposed to have. But he's still struggling and he's world-class. We haven't seen Thiago at his level since he got injured because he hasn't had the players around him. So... Why should we expect the same or anything different from a 20-year-old who hasn't proven it yet? He, he came to Liverpool with a lot of hype because he has a lot of potential. He still has that potential, but he was never world-class when he joined. He has the potential to be world-class, but he has to have time and he has to have the right players around him. And right now, <laughs> he's got, like, like the comments are saying, he's got a different player next to him every game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, like saying, just said, can't be on Kabak's case. To be fair, he's thrown on a team with no rhythm. Every game, new partner, new, new team. What can you expect? Which what we just said, isn't it? But um, if he's not fit, then I mean, Klopp, Klopp said that Phillips and Davis will be back for this one. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if Ben Davis is fit or if he's not anymore. I can't, I can't figure it out because he's not, he's not in the squad very often. But Nat Phillips is going to be back, so 
it's it's probably going to be not Phillips and and Fabinho, isn't it? I mean, there's I've seen a comment before um, from Zayn again, just saying I think Fab will be on midfield, but he's going to have to he's going to have to go very bold and go Phillips and Davis, isn't he? And then Fab in midfield in order to in order to do that because how else you how else you do it? I mean, look, I want I want Fab in the midfield, but at the moment we need to score a goal. So for the purposes of just the chance of getting Naby Keita into that midfield alongside either Jones or Thiago, yeah. I just keep Fab at the back. I keep him at the back with Phillips because we need we <laughs> defensively we've conceded chances. But all in all, we've been all right. We, we haven't got thrashed apart from City. We've been okay. Um, it's going forward that we have an issue. Um, so Wijnaldum, I think, deputised quite well in the six. Um, and Thiago and Jones have done all right creatively. But Naby Keita just, it's a different proposition in midfield. I don't think I've seen him have a bad game going forward for Liverpool. And I'd like to see him back, um, whatever it costs. I want Naby Keita in that starting eleven. Yeah, especially as he didn't come on last game, did he? So he's he's even more fresh. But what we've just been saying, well, what I've just been saying about <laughs> Davis there, I said I don't know if he's fit or not. So Ben came in saying Dave Davis is injured, I believe, and saying, but he is fit. <laughs> so I don't think anyone actually knows. But um, I don't know. We we need to see what Davis is made of. He's been brought in. Obviously, he's not. He's got. Good championship pedigree. He's a, he's a good player. Like Preston fans raving about him. I know that's different, a different ball game completely to coming into the Premier League and trying to be a good player in the Premier League. But we don't know what he's made of yet. And if he's not been selected thus far, I don't know if that's due to injuries or I think Klopp said something about he's still learning the system or whatever. But he brought Kabak straight into the team. So I don't know if he's maybe just given Davis a little bit more time to adapt and not thrown him into the, um, the firing line. But in terms of you've just been touching on Naby Keita there, Matt. What who would you who would you drop then for Naby Keita? Because Paul's just said Naby in for Jones. Um, who would you put? Let's, let's just go through starting elevens because we're getting on to twenty minutes now. So let's pick your pick your starting eleven for tomorrow. All right, it'd be Ali, Trent, Robo. Um, it has to be Fabian Phillips. Uh, you don't risk Ben Davis in a match that you need to win. He's he's unproven. At least in the Premier League, um, I'd have GD in the six because I think Thiago is better going forward than in the six, and better Genie going forward in the six um, than Thiago, then Cater, um, Salah, Bobby, and Yota. So you 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 definitely you definitely mentioned Sadio. Yeah. But not like I said before. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Not not like a. It's to be yeah. able to bring on not Divokarigi in the 60th minute. Yeah. No. I. I'd, I don't think I would be as bold. I think I would. <clears throat> I think I'd pick exactly the same team, but I'd, I'd maybe put Hotter in for, for Bobby, especially because we're we're at home. I think having um, Hotter, Mane, and Salah just like hopefully like some. The red arrows of, of old, like us just attacking. Um, having Hotter on the pitch from minute one. If we can, like I said, he's so good at just taking half chances. If we can get him a half chance and he takes it, 
we need he's the best person in my opinion at the moment to 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 score those chances. So having him on the field is gonna be um is gonna be key for me. So even if we we have him on for sixty minutes, 60, 70 minutes and then someone comes on for him, that like Bobby maybe towards the end, instead of doing it Bobby on and then Hotter changes for him. Bobby starts and Hotter replaces him. Do right. do it the other way around and see what see what we can get out of Fulham because Fulham are a good side like they are, but um they've got some good players like what what's that? What's their centre back called again? They got him on loan. He's, he, is it? It's not Jakobsen, is it? What's his name? Yeah, Johnson, Johnson, is it? I don't know, but what he's he's like six foot four, and he's like <clears throat> he looks like a really good defender. Um, so he's, he's I think he's the captain now as well. But um, I've a lot of the comments are saying Fab in in, in the six, and yeah, Fab is a world class number six. And if Kabak was fit, then I'd have Kabak and Phillips at centre back and move Fab into the midfield. Um, and I'd I'd, I'd play. Uh, Davis and Phillips anyway and I think it's a risk just to get Fab back in the midfield but it's not going to happen. Jurgen Klopp is not going to push Fabinho into the six when his only options are a recently recovered Nat Phillips and for all intents and purposes a recently recovered and unproven Ben Davis. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, is, there is. I mean, I know people are saying there's nothing to lose but the current record of, of, of losses in Anfield is five. I don't want to see that go to six in a row. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I can see... I can, I'm just playing the, the J-roll, Devil's Advocate. You can, <clears throat> I can see both sides. You can see why, at this point in time, what you've got... We haven't won a home in seven seven games. They're getting on for three months. So we are getting to the stage a little bit where <clears throat> we just need to go for it. But putting Ben Davis in might be a bit... I don't know. I thought the Sheffield United game, we all thought that was going to be the game where, right, these are bottom of the league. We're going to have all of the ball. Just put him in and, and, and see what see what he's got. The fact that we didn't do that. I don't know if he was injured at the time or whatever, but I don't know at what stage we're going to see him. But um, Ben just came in with, if Ben Davis is fit and he isn't going to start at home to Fulham so we can put Fab Murfield, then why the fuck did we sign him? I, mean, and it's, 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 I was thinking about this the other day as well, you know, and I think that we signed Davis because we weren't sure we were going to get Quebec. I think we yeah. signed to get a body in because look, the, the Quebec thing was rumored all January, and that um, uh, Coletta Carr was rumored quite quite a lot in January, but it was all rumors. Nothing had been agreed, um, and then all of a sudden we we agree this fee with with Preston, and we've got a centre back in. Cool, and then once he's in, then the rumors with Coletta Carr and and the agreement with Marseille comes through. And then we're hearing that that's fallen through. So going for Kabak. And at this point, I genuinely feel like Ben Davis has just been brought in in case we couldn't get someone else. And now we're in the situation where we've got someone else and we've got Ben Davis as well. And he's just going to be, at least I think, he's just going to be like like Reese Williams or like Nat Phillips. It's break glass in case of emergency. But I don't think we're going to see him unless we need to see him. Yeah, it is a bit frustrating when you get a new player though, and you you haven't seen them yet. We like we got to see Kabak pretty straight away, didn't we? So I think we will see him at some point. I just don't know. Like Klopp might surprise us and put him and put him in tomorrow. It might actually happen, but I severely doubt it. I it's gonna it's bound to be Fab and Phillips at the back. It just is. It just is. Like just prepare yourself for that because that's definitely gonna happen. Albeit I would love to see uh, Davis in there. But before we go on to um, Score predictions. Kev put a comment in before about about Robbo. 
do you get frustrated like I do constantly seeing him get to the final third only to see him passing it backwards most of the time? I think that's coincided with the kind of tweaking system to get Mane into the middle of the of, of the pitch a bit more to get him more central. And Robbo's kind of got a f- free left wing to free roam to like free license to go wherever he, he wants on that left wing and he hasn't got that option. Usually he bombs it, plays it into Mane, overlaps, or then Mane takes it in field and creates something or Robbo gets the ball back. I think it's just kind of we're trying new things at the moment, aren't we, to try and get to try and score goals, I think. So I think that's kind of stunted his creativity a little bit, but it's like he's still putting in all the work and I think it's just the same for everyone. We're all we're all putting in hard work, but we we just we want to see we want to see results. We want to see goals starting to go in. I think that once that happens and we start winning a few few games here and there, I mean, we did beat Sheffield United, obviously, but we've lost to Chelsea since. So if we if we like, win a few games in a row, <clears throat> getting Hotter back into the team and Cater, it's only going to, it's surely only going to get better, isn't it, Matt? Surely. Yeah, and um, with that comment, I'm sort of, I'm torn between um, if it's frustrating or it's not, because there was a game early in the season that we were just putting cross after cross after cross into the box and <laughs> the other centre-backs are so much taller um, and it's just frustrating seeing it so easily dealt with and and, and I, I know exactly what he's talking about in his comment because Robbo gets the ball, runs to the byline, stops it and then instead of crossing it, he passes it back and Robertson, <laughs> have you seen the video of, uh, of Ox uh, doing that uh, Soccer AM question thing? And he's saying that he's never seen a player so bad uh, when the ball stopped. But Robertson has the, the this amazing ability to to pick someone out when he's he's running at full pelt. But have you noticed that when he's when when the ball stopped, like for a corner, for example, he rarely beats the first man. And I just feel like maybe it's something. Maybe maybe he's in his head about it that he doesn't want to put a ball in unless he's on the counter attack because then he he can he can give it that whip. Whereas when everyone's static, then he's like, well, look, I'm just going to play it safe and pass it back because maybe he's doubting his own ability. Because look, Trent was doubting his ability a few weeks back. Maybe now Robertson is. Um, maybe he swings a ball and we get a, a lucky header and, and, and it goes in and then it's back. But it's, 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 it's something needing to change. It is frustrating, but at the same time, seeing cross after cross after cross after cross to no end is also frustrating. So I don't think the players can win. Um, unless uh, unless we get a few goals. Yeah, another thing I've noticed, I mean, it, it might just be I've only just noticed it recently because we're not winning games and whatever, but obviously Trent's right right back, so he he takes the corners on the right, and Robbo's left back, so he takes the corners on the left. But I, what I would like to see now and again to switch it up is to Trent and Robbo, just to, like, you know, for an in-swinger, because yeah. obviously if a left footer's on the left and a right on the right, they're always going to be out-swingers, unless you fucking... Um, Roberto Carlos. Yeah, or or Cisse with the uh, banana shot, and you got you going outside the foot to to curl to curl corners in, but just like to give the likes of Phillips and the likes of Kabach, obviously not going to play tomorrow. But even Fabinho won a few headers against Chelsea, and I think he had at least two that went wide from corners, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So he's a threat from corners. Would you like to see a few more? I mean, it might be fucking completely grasping at straws here, like. Switch the corners over to get some in swingers to see if that changes anything. But I think I've noticed that. To see if we spot in the corner flag. <laughs> no, just just to like because I know how like Trent's how good he hits the ball is is um, is is so good that if he had them on the left to kind of whip them in with speed, that might create more panic than it would a, a, a nice little outswinger where the keeper knows it's not going to come towards him. I don't know. 
literally don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know why even I'm talking about that because it's literally grasping at straws. But um, it's what you see. I just want to touch up. I'm trying to find the comment. Uh, someone asked if I'd swap out Jones for Cater. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul asked, would I put Nabby in for Jones? Obviously, I have put Nabby in for Jones, but that's not because Jones has been performing badly. I think Jones has been one of our best players. But when we signed Nabby Cater, I remember Klopp saying that, in his opinion, the two best midfield or two of the best midfielders in the world were Thiago and Nabi Keita. And now he's got both. So I want to see what Klopp can do with both on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, see if they can live up to that that hype that he was given a few years back. Because um, we haven't seen, I don't think we've seen Nabi Keita and Thiago play in the same 11. Um, and if we have, well, I've forgotten, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> I would. I think we all would. It's just we're always worrying with Navigator that he's going to do a little 50 metre sprint and then just go down, clutching his leg like like we always expect him to. But hoping this little period out of the team will have um, sorted those injuries a little bit. Kevin's just came with Fab needs to go a bit ahead. Just that the ball sliding off that ball dome. Uh, fucking hell. I reckon he probably like does a diameter or and just puts a load of uh, olive oil. Um, body oil all over that before the oh, game. No. <laughs> Olive oil, yeah, I know. Like he's fucking season in his head. Ah, <clears throat> oh, fucking hell. Right, we're getting on to the half an hour here, Matt. Um, I was go- we were going to do best um, Fulham memories. Have you got a quick one that we could do? Because we're trying, we'll try to do this every, every preview. Um, I like uh, the one that sticks out is Gerard's uh, through ball for Daniel Sturridge when we were going for the title. Uh, the outside yeah. of the was at Craven Cottage. That was, yeah. Yeah, that one. I know we ended up drawing that match, um, but just that assist on its own. Because Colo Ture did that fucking stupid slice the ball in at the back of his own net thing. Um, ah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Gerard's assist for, in of itself was, was enough to make that uh, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, the one I'm thinking of is the, the last minute Gerard penalty oh, yeah. uh, where he. Started doing that with the shit and threw it. That was that was that was boss. But uh, I was looking before as well against Fulham. Wasn't that one of them? Which what did you say? Sorry, did Maxi get a hat trick against Fulham as well? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got, when he got about four hat tricks in a week, back to back hat tricks or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a mad time. Maxi Rodriguez, what a guy. Loved him. Um, I was just going to see if anyone's got in the comments about any full of memories, but I think people, I was struggling to think of any because it's looking through the like the fixtures, like the, the last like 10 years, and it's like we've beat them loads of times. <laughs> Best full of memory, San and Koncheski. Ben, fucking hell, why did you have to bring him into it? Talking about bald domes, he was just worth him. Fucking hell. Uh, right, Matt, let's let's go for um score predictions and then we'll um we'll get out of here. Seems it's getting on, so it's just gone past half 12. <laughs> One nil win. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I was tempted to say nil nil, but uh, I'll go one nil win. <sighs> I would look. I would absolutely kill for a one nil win. You know, no wins at home for nearly three months in the league. I would kill right, for. It. If Yota starts, I'll go three one. Um, and if he doesn't, I'll go one nil. Is that is Bobby on the field though? Is he getting the hat trick as well or? Bobby Dobbin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kev's just said 3 0 and Paul said 3 0. Fucking hell, I wish I I wish I was as um optimistic as you as you two fellas. Uh, Ben's just put 
optimistic. I've been optimistic so far. So one one for me in the hopes of reverse psychology. Yeah. So if we're going with that, I'll go two nil Fulham. Just so we, <laughs> just so Liverpool win two 0 Just fucking win again, Liverpool. That's all we want. But uh, we'll leave it there. Nice one, everyone, for the comments. That's been last today. There's been absolutely loads. We've had Kev saying we're late again. Jay was sorting his air out from David. Nice one. Dave again. Paul Legend Zane with loads of comments. Thank you, uh, Ben. We had, who else did we have? We had Lauren, sorry I missed your comment there, Lauren. Um, talking about Conor McDermott for Cliftonville against Warren Point. Flicks it over a player and hits it over the keeper from at least 70 yards. He's a right back. Oh, I, know. I need to have a look at that goal. Um, we've got rather reassigned fellas. Nice one for jumping in. And I think that was it. Oh, yeah, Moxon as well. Moxon came in with that um, with the Quebec shout. But uh, we'll leave it there. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, at one o'clock for the uh, team news show, where I think all four of us will be back on. Matt Phillips and um, James will be back with us tomorrow. Or Jay, I don't know why I'm calling him by his full name. Um, so we'll be back tomorrow at one, and then we'll be back straight after for the um, match review. We'll see you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network.